Welcome back to episode number 67 of the MP Dude. This is Jeff, the MP Dude, giving nurse practitioners a voice. That's all of our voices, guys. So keep comments, questions, concerns, headaches, problems, issues, whatever it is. I want to hear about it so we can talk about it. Get it out in the open. We can't, we can't, we can't figure it out if we don't know what it is. So keep sending those things to me. I appreciate it. You can email me, Jeff, at the NPDude.com. You can always, always catch me on Facebook. Send me a PM either through the NP Dude. It's at the NP Dude on Facebook. Or you can get me on my personal page as well and just send me a PM there too. Sometimes if you send me a PM th- through my personal, um, it doesn't populate right away. And so I have to actually go check it and look for it. Kind of like I'm, I never check my voicemails and I find that I've got a week old voicemail in there. I should have returned the phone call. So the same thing can happen there too. So just a little heads up that if you do use my personal page, it might be a day or two just because I don't know what's there. And I don't always remember to check that. So um, if you want, the best option is get me through at the NP dude on Facebook and then just send me a PM right through there to the to the uh, NP dude page. And uh, don't forget to like and share the show. Had a nice uptick the last couple days. I haven't really done much. And uh, it was nice. I got a bunch of ratings. You guys are doing great with the ratings. I got a bunch of ratings on Facebook. Everything's a five, though. I still don't believe it. <laughs> I'm not that good. I really am not. I'm honest. I believe it. I'm not that good. So um, give me some more ratings, guys. I want to hear the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. But just make sure you tell me why. If you give me a bad rating or a lower rating, I just want to hear why. That's okay. I'm cool with it. Um, iTunes. I haven't even looked. I haven't been on iTunes. I haven't even turned my, my home computer on in like four days. That's how bad it's been. It's been crazy. Between baseball, I'm just whiny. I'm whiny today. Baseball, work, charting, um, talking to people. I've been talking to a lot of people. So I'm, I am communicating. I'm doing NP dude stuff. It's just, I'm, I'm, I'm doing more, you know, shooting out emails, shooting out, shooting out responses to people and trying to hook people up with other other resources and stuff like that so that's that's been a lot of fun it's great to connect like that and and i'm working with people from all over the country doing this and it's really neat to see the different um the different way we're treated throughout the country it's really different really really is it's kind of neat so hopefully we can get us all uh treated the same but in a really good way that'd be fun that'd be cool too all right so what do we want to talk about today i got uh this was kind of one that I caught my eye, and it's not a response to anybody's anybody's information or anything. It was just an email. And I, when I did my ASAM training for my 24-hour waiver, I um, you automatically get like enrolled when you sign up with ASAM to get their updates, their email updates, and they've got some really good information in there. And um, I, I read those articles probably I don't know every other day. I'll go through and just scroll through my emails and just check and see what topics are interesting. And there was one in there that was really caught my eye. I was like, oh, crap. I don't know how this is going to go. I just don't know what's going to happen with this. And it was about the, the new director of health and human services. And this guy's name is Tom Price, right? So he was a, he's an, I think he's an orthopedic surgeon. And I think that's who this guy is. I, I could be wrong. And I, I, I'm just going off what I remember seeing on the, the, the highlights on the news like months ago. But this guy... I was given a props not too long ago for appointing a female nurse, African American, to the um, Surgeon General, which is like super progressive, you know, all the way around, right? For a Republican administration, quote unquote, which I'm not sure it's really a Republican administration, but um, you know, I'm giving them props for a, a nurse going into that that position. And then today, I'm like, I don't know if I'm liking this guy now. I'm just not sure, right? And here's why. He made a statement that said that uh, it's his opinion that addiction medicine 
is trading one opiate for another and shouldn't be done that way. You know, it's like uh, you know swapping out one nar- narcotic for another. And in, in, in a very distant viewpoint that's not educated, yeah, that's true, but there's a lot of studies that show it's beneficial and helps. So um, then you can actually help people get off off of heroin and, and narcotics, and that's great, right? But the problem is, is that this guy's a doctor. He's an orthopedic surgeon, but he still he should be educated on the fact that you know before you make a comment like that, that that's under the realm of what you're going to be helping manage. Um, <laughs> you might want to might want to think about that before you make that statement. And so immediately, the former surgeon general who got, just got fired and replaced, right? started tweeting about it. And so this this article I read through the ASAM journal that, that gets published was basically just accounting factual, you know, statements and, and Twitter feed, you know, quotes and stuff like that. And it was kind of this back and forth. And ultimately, Tom Price came out and said, well, it should be an individualized approach of treatment for the, the person and that may be appropriate. But here's where I find this to be a problem. Tom Price is the Health and Human Services Director. Last summer, the U.S. Congress and the President signed into law CARA, which is the Comprehensive Addiction and Recovery Act of 2016. I think it was like June. It was in the summer. But they have 18 months for it to be implemented. But in that law, it did a bunch of different things, one of which was it allowed nurse practitioners to act in substance abuse treatment for medicated assistance treatment. So it, it said categorically that we can do that. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute, wh- whether I think that impact is, is um, functional or not. I think it is, but I'll, I'll get to why I'm, I have doubts in some cases. But here's the bigger thing with this. In CARA, they allow for a lot of funding allocation that's up to the discretion of the Department of Health and Human Services, a.k.a. Tom Price. And he just made a statement saying that medicated assistment treatment is maybe not appropriate. That scares the crap out of me. <laughs> that our federal government is maybe not going to be doing what they, they said they were going to be doing in CARA. Because just because the law's there doesn't mean that the allocation of funding gets done. And there was a lot of grant money to help get people treatment. There was a lot of education and outreach to you know through outreach programs to help people get educated to not get on these things in the first place. Um, so I just it scares it scares me a little bit. Now normally I would say the federal government doesn't have that much authority and power over us, and they don't really in our individual lives. I think that we give them way more credit than they have or should have in in what we do day to day. I just do day to day when you bump into your neighbor and you start talking to them about the federal government. The things that you talk about really aren't going to impact you all that much. However, this one I think might. And I'm not saying that categorically all federal things can't touch you because they do. You know, we pay taxes every year. That, that touches you pretty bad, right? Um, but but I just I see this as maybe this is going to trickle down, and it's just the tone that I'm seeing that there's kind of a pullback from all of the 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 forward progress that was being made in addiction medicine, and it scares me a little bit because people are dying every day. There's people dying every day. I'm in Northeast Ohio. I'm in the Rust Belt. This is where people are dying. You see it in the newspaper every day. People are dying every day, and these guys are just like, yeah, we'll get to it when we get to it. You got 18 months. Don't worry about it. This should be priority, like, number one or two in the country. People are dying. 
this is the, there's more people. The statistics I heard. I went to a uh, like a seminar dinner thing last night for addiction medicine, and the statistics I heard from this guy that does addiction medicine, and he's a pretty smart guy. He's a, he was a physician that that does it, and he uh, he said that the statistics he's got is that. People are dying from overdose of heroin or opiates at a higher rate than for, from uh, motor vehicle accidents. I haven't checked that statistics, but it's like the number two or number three killer in a you know preventable death in the United States right now. And they're not going to make this that much of a priority. I mean, it's it's this is the head guy making these comments. So I'm not really a fan today. Not really liking this guy that much. Now, when we look at Kara, and this kind of got me in thinking about like how. What's it going to do to me personally? How, how is that going to affect me? Is it going to really make a difference? I don't think care is going to do that much for me. I think we give more credit to that law as a symbolic gesture to allow nurse practitioners to do a more advanced scope of practice than I think that it really, really does functionally. Because here's what happens. When you have a federal law, and this is worth talking about, because we, we as practitioners need to be educated on laws and federal things, and when we say comments on, on Facebook or on blogs, and we don't understand how legal, like how constitutional law works and how state versus federal law works, it, it can make us look like we don't know what we're talking about. And I think it's important for you guys to know this. So I'm going to geek out with some law stuff for a minute, but if there's a reason for it. The legal standard that I'm talking about, the legal law, the, the constitutional theory is called preemption. Preemption is that. It's, just, it's what the word is. It's, it preempts. It comes before, right? Preempt to, to, is to, to take control or to be, be priority or, or is the thing you're going to use. So with preemption, the idea is that the federal government can set laws and standards and the state law can't be less strict than what the federal government says. You have to follow at least what the federal government says. You can make it more strict as long as it's within the same policy argument of what it is that you're doing. And that can get, become a gray area in and of itself. So what I always do with this is when I try to explain preemption to people, I use an analogy. And it's an analogy that has nothing to do with medicine, but it works because it uses numbers. And people can understand numbers. So here's the, the analogy for preemption. If you wanted to um, start a water treatment plant, whatever it is, and I used to do this type of stuff and design water treatment plants, so this is why I kind of fall back on this. If you want to design a water treatment plant for a city and you have water standards of how clean you have to clean the water. So we'll use lead for example. Lead is, you know, in, in naturally in, in the environment, it can sometimes get in the water and you have to clean up whatever it is. And if you have lead levels higher than that, you can't, you know, you get fines and you have to alert the public and you, you know, maybe have to shut down your water treatment plant. That's a big deal. So let's just assume, and I don't know what the number is, but let's assume it's 10 parts per billion is what the federal government, the US EPA says, you have to clean the water down to below 10 parts per billion. Well, the state law, their state regulation, technically, would be, say they had it 12. So say Ohio EPA said, we, we want you to clean it down to 12, but the federal government says 10. Well, 12 is less strict, so the US government EPA rules would regulate. They would, they would preempt the state law because it's stricter. 
10's less than 12, we want it better than that. So you have to find out what the target is, and then you have to find out which side of that target you're supposed to be on, based on the definition of what you're doing, what the policy argument is. We want it cleaner for, you know, protect health and environment, and public safety, and all that stuff, right? So what if the state says, you know what, I don't want to do 10. We want, in our state, we're better than that. We want to take it down to 6. And they can do that because it's the same intent. The intent is to clean the water up. So if the state government wants to make it more strict than what the federal government is, the federal government does not preempt. And I see this all the time where people just assume that the federal government's laws preempt the state laws regardless of what the state laws say. And this is where I see people arguing this in CARA. Now, here's why it becomes sticky. With numbers, it's easy. You can point to the number and say, oh, it's higher or lower. And we want it to be cleaner, so it's got to be lower. It's easy, right? It's an easy concept to have. The problem is, is with Keras, what's the, what's the goal? What's the policy? Well, the policy is, in theory, that you're going to be uh, opening up access for substance abuse treatment, for medicated-assisted treatment. That's the theory. So we're just going to call it open access, just for ease of discussion. So we'll call it open access. If you have an individual that is a nurse practitioner in a state that is extremely cumbersome to work in, so Ohio is one, and we're kind of probably in the, the more cumbersome side than middle of the road, in that we have collaboration that we have to have, in that we have a formulary, that the formulary is getting better, so that's why I think we're getting closer to the middle of average, but we were pretty, pretty burdensome before. Um, and Suboxone was not permitted. Now, now CARA comes along and says Suboxone is medicated assisted treatment, and according to federal law, the policy is open access, and we were, we want this opened up. So, does the federal law preempt the state law with regard to Suboxone? It does, but they have 18 months to get it implemented, right? Well, Ohio has done, has seen the writing on the wall before CARA was, was enacted, and they said, all right, we're going to open it up anyways. So they just took it off the formulary or said you can do it as long as your collaborative agreement does it. it says you can do it. Well, that's a problem because in Ohio, functionally, a collaborative agreement limits you to the scope of practice of what your collaborative physician does. So if my collaborative physician does not do Suboxone, and doesn't do medicated assisted treatment, but I'm waiver trained, I've got my DEA license, I'm more than competent to do it, I've got all the resources in place, I've got counselors, I've got addiction specialists that I work with in the community, I've got everything ready, I've got a pharmacy that's ready to dispense for me, whatever it is, I've got it all in place. If my collaborative physician can't do it, or doesn't do it, I can't do it either. So there goes my open access. So now, is that, should that be preempted by federal law? I don't know. And that's the problem that I'm, I'm just, I've been running this through my brain of, okay, how do, we, how do we use CARA to open this up a little further? So does that mean that with, within Ohio, the collaborative agreement component related to addiction medicine goes away? I'm not so sure. Maybe it does. Right now it doesn't on paper. But I think it would take a major court battle and a lot of money to fight that battle. And I think I might send a nice email to OAAPN and just say, hey, you know, that might be preempted by federal law. We might be able to, you know, crack the nut of collaborative agreement by opening it up to medicated-assisted treatment for everybody. Anybody that's waiver trained can do it. 
I think that would be awesome because the federal government says we can, and the policy is open access, and so that's on the the correct side of that that threshold that we're talking about. I don't know. I thought it was a neat idea to think about, and I, I started thinking about it last night when I was sitting there listening to this guy talk, and I'm like, they mentioned carriages briefly, and that you know it, it opens it up to everybody, but it really doesn't in certain states. And, and that's what's going on in Ohio. And I guarantee that there's other states out there that have a functional limitation that would be, in, in reality, a opposite of open access, which is the policy argument for the law in the first place at the federal level. So should it be preempted? I think it could. I think that would be a hell of a legal fight, but it, you could probably win it. That'd be a lot of money. But that might be a great way to crack the nut. In Ohio, and by crack the nut, I mean open it up so that you can show that everybody out there isn't. You shouldn't be scared of your nurse practitioners. You shouldn't be afraid of the fact that we do we do um, we do good care, and we don't need to be tethered all the time to somebody to say, "Can you please check my stuff for me?" You know, we don't need that. We're better than that. Some people might want that. That's fine. That's your choice, but it should be a choice, not a mandate. Anyways. I thought that was a great uh, a great mental exercise just to think about the preemption. And I hope that opens up your eyes a little bit about the law because I do see people all the time saying, well, federal law trumps state law. And I'm like, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. There's a lot of stipulations on that one. And it sometimes takes a major legal battle to delineate what that is. And guess what? The people that are be fighting this are government. What do they got? Lots of money. Your money. <laughs> so they'll fight you with your own money, right? They don't care. Bring the bring it. That's just employs more more federal government. <laughs> it's great. Sue them all you want, right? Just means that somebody's got a job. <laughs> See how that works? So you know they they don't care. They don't care if you sue them. They may they may care about the law, but um, in this instance you'd be suing the state. And the same same thing kind of applies. You're suing the state employee. What do they care? They're going to get paid either way. They don't really care. But I, I, I really think that might be a good option. I might, I might send an email to our state, state organization and just say, hey, this is a heads up. And, and if you're in a state where um, you, um, sorry, passing a mower. If you're in a state that has pretty oppressive rules that limits your, your uh, functional ability to, to provide medicated-assisted treatment, and that's something you're interested in, I would encourage you to send a note to your state organization and say, hey, have you thought about maybe uh, a preemption situation with CARA? And, you know, I'm not functionally open access now to let me, to let me treat people. So take a look at that. Send a note to your, to your uh, state legislature, too, and say, hey, is this, have you guys thought about this? Anybody that's, that's on our side, as far as nurse practitioners... It might be worth it. Might be worth a phone call. Might be worth an email. I'm, I'm probably going to do it. I'm talking myself into it. <laughs> Anyways, so what else do we want to talk about today? I don't know. It's been it's been rough. <laughs> the last couple of days have been rough. I think I had five hours of sleep last two nights, and just I got home at ten thirty, and that was it's a long day. It's a long day. Leave my house at six and get home at ten thirty. That's a long day, huh? So, anyways, it's kind of rainy in Ohio. Yeesh. Weather's 55 and rainy. It's end of May. I kind of want it to be nice. It'd be nice if it was sunny, huh? Oh, well. That's all right. So, um, 
Guys, keep those emails coming to me. I'm, this is going to be a one-topic one, sh- one show today. I'm, I'm, I think I'm pushing it like 20 minutes already. And that was, and it's a long one. And there's a lot of material, a lot of dense dense stuff there. And geeking out on stuff. It's, it's fun for me to do every now and then. But uh, send me those emails. Jeff at the NPDude.com. Catch me on Facebook. Remember to like and share the show as much as possible. It really is getting up there. It's like 837, I think. So we're like 160-ish, 63, 163, away from that 1,000 mark. And we're not even to June yet. So we can do this. We could do. We could easily hit a thousand before July. That's my goal. I get nothing for it. It's just a personal goal. Just want to see if we can make it happen. That would be six months of doing the podcast and be at a thousand likes. That's pretty impressive. And this is all you guys. I'm. I'm just commenting on Facebook page, pages and saying, "Hey, take a look at this." Or I, you know, I. I, I got tired of typing <laughs> a lot of the responses on Facebook, so I just pick up my recorder. It's easier. You can just do it that way. Talk about it. Let you guys listen to it. Um, don't forget to uh, give me a rating. You can do it on iTunes, too. I'm not sure if... if uh, I haven't been on there. It's hard for me to log into that. It doesn't work well on, on PC because it's iTunes. But uh, I can check ratings on there, and, and I don't usually use it too much. But um, so leave me a rating there because it is pushing me on. I now have an actual rating with, with iTunes. And it's a pretty good one. So keep keep doing it, guys. Keep sharing the show. Keep rating. Um, don't forget, you can get me on Twitter as well. It's at the NP dude. My, all my shows post there, so if uh, for some reason you're more of a tweeter than a Facebooker, then don't forget to go and follow me there, and you can get updates of when I post new shows as well. So keep sending me stuff, guys. Have a great day, and we'll talk soon.